Hello listeners, welcome to Tag Talks, the voice of supply chain. I am your host, Adarsh Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Tagbox. Tagbox and CIA Institute of Logistics has launched this Tag Talk series where we will be talking to industry leaders and innovative tech companies and hear their supply chain transformation stories. With Tag Talks, we are hoping to create broader awareness, interest and adoption of supply chain technology in India. In our first episode, we have with us Mr. Sunil David. Sunil is the regional director for IoT at AT&T India, and he's also a mentor and elite council member at the CIA Institute of Logistics. Sunil, uh, welcome to Tag Talks. It's a pleasure to start the Tag Talk series with you. Thank you, thank you, Adarsh, and thanks uh, CIA for inviting me for the series. Thank you so much. Great, thanks, Sunil. So, um, in our first episode, uh, we'll be talking about IoT as a zero-to-one tool in digital supply chain transformation. So, very very pertinent, very exciting topic um, in the current uh, era that we are li- living in with respect to supply chain. So, Sunil, uh, the first question for you is um, how does an organization get started with embarking on an IoT project? What are the key factors that must be taken into consideration when getting started? Well, thanks, Adarsh, for that question. So, for any enterprise wanting to embark on their IoT journey, I think the first and foremost thing is to figure out what are the problems that they're trying to solve, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be related to their operations. For example, a manufacturing company might want to uh, better manage their manufacturing operations. Maybe they might want to manage the supply chain better. But any organization should first understand what other business challenges. And by using of IoT, can I improve what is already there, right? So you need to clearly define the, the problem, problem statement. And then once you know that IoT would be the right choice to solve that problem, mm-hmm. you need to come out with clear KPIs, key performance indicators in terms of, okay, today if uh, I'm spending say 100 rupees on uh, uh, you know energy, and if I'm going to use IoT for say energy management, mm-hmm. can I reduce my cost by 10%, 15%? So you need to have clear goals and uh, metrics in place before uh, you actually decide on uh, on a specific IoT solution. So, uh, you know, again, to, just to summarize, first define what the problem statement is, mm-hmm. and then uh, clearly come out with KPIs uh, that you want to achieve once you embark on the IoT project. Uh, sure. And, and typically, in your experience, Sunil, I mean, uh, which parts of the organization should set up these uh, uh, KPIs? Is that the CFO? Is that the CIO? Uh, C- uh, you know, the supply chain? I mean, who who would do that in a in a typical organization? I think it's a joint effort. So I think it has to start from the top, uh, especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to sell an IoT solution to an enterprise customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're trying to solve business problems, right? Because correct. you shouldn't be selling IoT as a tech solution. Right? Correct, correct. So you got to address what the business challenges are. So you ideally mm-hmm. would want to start with the CEO or the chief operating officer. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, you get the other stakeholders involved, right? So you've got the chief yeah. digital officer, some organizations, they might have the CIO who might be driving the IoT initiatives, uh, depending on the use case. So, for example, if you're trying to solve problems in the shop floor, then you might probably want to get the manufacturing head or the guy who is responsible for the shop floor, production mm-hmm. head. If somebody is uh, wanting to solve these problems in supply chain, then obviously you need to get the supply chain head involved, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what is really needed is to work with all the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Um, once you work with all the stakeholders, I think it's a joint effort in terms of trying to come up uh, with the clear KPIs that are needed to be addressed. Yeah, great, great. I think uh, uh, you know, going back to my experience in uh, kind of analytics and data science, I think I completely agree with you, Sunil, on this one. 
even for analytics like maybe if you look at 10 15 years ago analytics and big data uh, while it started off in the cio function as a tech initiative but eventually the marketing the sales the operations and all the other uh, stakeholders had to chime in and created almost a federated model so i think that's what kind of you're referring to is what is needed for iot as well right absolutely and one more yeah. thing which i wanted to add others is that Mm-hmm. you need to get all stakeholders involved and all aligned to the goal that you're trying to achieve right because sure. uh, once you embark on the project you need to mm-hmm. make sure that the users accept the technology because many right. times you land into challenges where change management becomes a problem there might be users who may not be wanting to accept the technology right sure. so you got to get everyone involved right from the top to eventually the users of the technology mm-hmm. right i think that is very very important to get everyone involved yeah makes sense okay so just to kind of demystify uh, iot a little bit i think maybe for for our listeners uh, uh, what would be the key components of an iot solution and uh, you know how does one really go about finding the right partners who can enable uh, an end to end iot solution that's going to be very critical right how do you get to that end to end iot solution end state uh, for any organization if you could throw some light on that i'll be great sure sure other so so for uh, for implementing iot of course the first thing is to make sure that you identify the right iot hardware obviously mm-hmm. uh, the right sensors depending upon the use case if it's a solution where you want to monitor temperature of course you need temperature sensors but in terms of how do you architect that device right so you could have sensors and the network module all together uh, packed in one device or you could have the sensor separately separated from the gateway depends on how you architect the device but it starts with identifying the right hardware mm-hmm. make sure that you engineer the hardware properly because you don't want to over engineer the hardware because you obviously you need to get the cost of the device low right yep. so starts with the iot hardware uh, then of course you need to uh, ensure that you choose the right connectivity option right because mm-hmm. there are so many options for connectivity today and again mm-hmm. it depends upon the use case because example if it's supply chain and if you're tracking fleet which i'm moving from point a to point b mm-hmm. then cellular becomes the best choice it could be 2g right. 3g 4g however if you're in a shop floor and you're just monitoring machines and mm-hmm. that and trying to get data health data from the machines then uh, you could just use a you know an existing wifi network or maybe a fiber network within the manufacturing environment right sure. uh, today wifi 6 is optimized for iot applications so you could use that so mm-hmm. and then if of course there are use cases where the locations are very very remote which mm-hmm. cannot be addressed through cellular then satellite perhaps becomes uh, a good choice so mm-hmm. you need to identify the right network uh, connectivity options you could also use a mix of technologies right you could use a combination of cellular and wifi or a combination of cellular and satellite in fact i'll be sharing a use case later how you can sure. use combination of cellular and satellite for connectivity Okay. Now, having identified the connectivity then of course your sensor data has to be ingested has mm. to be aggregated uh, you got to visualize that and then of course you uh, you know uh, need to make sure that whatever data that you're gathering you make sense of it and then very seamless integration with all your backend applications could be uh, e- um, e- um, erp or crm or whatever so choose the right iot platform uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, for uh, for your use case and then you need to also have good Uh, you know connectivity management platform to manage the connectivity a very good device management platform that can manage all your devices right because you need to constantly monitor the device health right do over there updates and all that stuff right so there should be that seamless integration between your iot platform which is for the data management along with the connectivity management as well as the device management 
Yep. And of course, your integration with your backend, I think that's so important. You might have your application in the cloud. So there should be uh, easy ways by which you could have these cloud connectors so that you can move data, orchestrate data from your platform to any cloud environment where your mm -hmm. applications are sitting. Mm -hmm. And then, then, of course, the uh, analytics, which is so, so important because mm -hmm. uh, what's the point in get, getting all the data, right? You've got to get those insights, understand mm -hmm. the patterns. How do you correlate data between multiple sources? Uh, eventually to get to a stage where you want to take decisions, right? At the end of the day, you yeah. want to take the right decision. And at some point in time, uh, you know, get to a stage where you can predict certain outcomes. Sure. And most important, uh, others, I think the security wraparound, right? Because that is yeah. so, so important because you're exposing all these uh, assets to the internet. Um, you need to make sure that you have a very holistic strategy in place to mm -hmm. for security, right? From device security, network security, applications and data security and all that stuff. Right. So broadly, these are the uh, components of an IoT solution. And coming to the question about how do you go about choosing the right partner? So I think uh, th there are various approaches. So uh, you could have uh, maybe one system integrator who can take the lead uh, to uh, uh, because nobody can do it all. Right. IoT is always going to be an ecosystem play. You've got to have Definitely. the right partners coming together. Mm -hmm. So you could have one system integrator or maybe an IoT enabler uh, who can enable that service end to end to work with the different stakeholders. So somebody working with the hardware manufacturer, somebody working with the connectivity provider, uh, somebody working with maybe with someone who's providing the analytics and security. So, but someone taking the responsibility of making sure that you work with all these partners and put together the whole solution and manage it end to end. That is one approach. And there is also another approach where companies might just want to go with the best provider for a particular solution. So maybe go with somebody else, someone for the hardware, maybe somebody else for the connectivity, uh, someone else for the platform. Uh, etc cetera, etc cetera. but maybe have uh, someone within the organization work uh, with an external partner to make sure that you kind of put everything together right so it, it depends on the um, you know, there are a couple of approaches by which one can actually choose the right partners for a specific iot solution uh, adarsh sure sure no, absolutely that makes a lot of sense uh, sunil i think uh, the only question i have for you on that is i mean this seems a, a lot for an organization to chew right so there is a hardware component there is software uh, there is the ERP integration, there is analytics, uh, AI may be involved as well right, in terms of recommendations. So are you seeing um, emergence of, uh, you know, uh, companies who are providing an end-to-end -end solution in this kind of a scenario, who are providing the entire, you know, soup to nuts uh, from hardware to AI? Yes, there are a few. So there are some large system integrators. There are some very niche IoT players. I don't mm. want to name them, but there are sure. players who only do IoT, yep. uh, right? And uh, who are who at least claim that they can offer that whole end-to-end -end stack, mm -hmm. and uh, even though they may not provide the hardware, they make sure mm -hmm. that they source it from the right partner and mm -hmm. provide it to the end customer. So there are players in the market who are claiming to provide that end-to-end -end solution. Uh, others, um, of course, there are players who just want to stick to the connectivity. Like I can give you an example where we sometimes just provide the connectivity and leave the rest of it to the other partners. Sure. Uh, there are instances where we might take the lead of even providing the hardware and maybe the platform. So it, it varies from, um, you know, uh, use case to use case and also account to account others. But, but there are certain players who are able to offer that whole end-to-end -end solution. But yeah. broadly, the message I'm hearing, uh, uh, Sunil, is that I think, uh, unlike maybe, let's say, five to 10 years ago, the ecosystem itself, uh, right, is there, right? Uh, be it hardware or software or the analytics or, you know, or an end-to-end -end provider, I think now maybe it's just the leap of faith that organizations need to make to adopt IoT. Would that be a fair statement to make? Oh, absolutely. And I think what is also very important, others, within the organization, there should be one digital champion who who's 
responsibility is to drive that initiative within that organization and and who would work with the partner who's actually implementing that whole solution you need to have someone like that right uh, yeah so who would work internally with all the stakeholders at the same time working with all the external partners makes a lot of sense okay so now um, you know we talked about how to set up um, iot right I mean, and how to uh, create the entire iot program for a company now you must be seeing a lot of iot adoption across different types of industries so maybe if you can talk about some interesting examples uh, of the application of iot uh, in specifically in enterprise supply chain segment uh, and how uh, uh, you know some organizations are transforming their supply chains leveraging the power of iot uh sure sure others so uh, uh if you just look at um, uh, the use cases of course you you could use iot in manufacturing you could use it in healthcare uh, um, retail and, and 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 so many sectors uh, just looking at manufacturing you know so you can actually divide uh, use cases in three different buckets when it comes to manufacturing connected factory where you're trying to connect all your machines mm-hmm. and monitoring its health and doing predictive maintenance of that energy management Mm-hmm. uh monitoring all your robots and your agvs inside a shop floor so that of mm-hmm. course is uh, uh, very prevalent today in manufacturing especially in the shop floor then you have the connected products where uh, many of the products which the manufacturers are making mm-hmm. uh could be a, you know could be a industrial products like say uh, air compressors or generators or diesel, you know all these stuff uh, or the manufacturers who are making consumer appliances like uh, mm-hmm. air conditioners and um you know dishwashers washing machines etc so the manufacturers are also now trying to make sure that the end product which they are making is also having iot fused in it you know so mm. uh, i can give you the example of um, hindware you know a large uh, um uh, uh, sanitary ware company in india uh, they they launched their iot products last year you know so mm. whether it's a water cooler whether it's a uh, heater Um, a kitchen chimney water purifier uh, mm-hmm. they have actually uh, enabled iot within these uh, products so that you can actually do remote monitoring and then you can have consumers having an app to monitor you know to to kind of uh, uh, work with these products now since uh, the focus of the discussion is on supply chain mm-hmm. and and because other uh, supply chain got very badly disrupted uh last year we seen a, a lot of organizations not just in india but even across the world uh, mm-hmm. they, they started to digitize their supply chains yep. and and supply chain is uh, you know so so important others and especially even for a country like india because today our competitiveness as a manufacturing destination mm-hmm. is impacted because of the logistics challenges that india the country is facing because today logistics constitutes almost 14% of our gdp Mm-hmm. right that makes us very un- uh, you know uncompetitive compared to other uh, uh, you know countries so example us and china it's the logistics cost as a percentage due is much 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 lower right and uh, uh, there uh, when they did a study the, the company which did a, did a study they found that uh, when they were trying to see where the cost is spent it's largely in transportation and uh, warehousing where a lot of the you know cost is involved so mm-hmm. fleet management use cases are there so we've seen a lot of use cases around fleet management mm-hmm. um, i can give you the example of uh, uh, you know united states parcel service in the us uh, the mm-hmm. postal service also uh, they have about 40000 vehicles where we are monitoring all the fleet going from point a to point b mm-hmm. monitoring the driver behavior uh, making sure that they use route optimization so they choose the shortest possible route that way you are able to conserve the fuel efficiency 
uh, geofencing so that they don't don't go beyond a particular boundary right so uh, within supply chain i think one very important thing is the fleet management but you got to make sure that you manage a fleet well uh, from even from a compliance standpoint because you don't want a driver to go beyond his hours of service right Correct. so 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 fleet management and of course assets you want to track uh, all the uh, assets at a you know uh, at a pallet level right so you have goods that are going in packages you want to track it uh, very very closely uh so so fleet management and asset management but largely fleet management because you want to optimize your cost a, a use case which i wanted to share with you all and this is a project that we did for musk and this mm-hmm. is a few years back in fact uh, they started to add far more containers now compared to what was originally ordered mm-hmm. so this is a uh, musk is one of the largest shipping lines in the world uh, as you all know mm-hmm. and uh, they make refrigerated containers you know reefers as they call it correct and these reefers are moving from one continent to another continent uh, carrying perishable goods which are very temperature and humidity sensitive like uh, sure. strawberries uh, high value pharmaceuticals um, and so on and so forth right yep. now the challenges that they were facing earlier before they actually implemented iot is that once these containers are on the ship and they are leaving the on the high seas mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way by which they can track the location of the uh, reefer secondly because the uh, the perishable goods inside these reefers were very temperature and humidity sensitive mm-hmm. uh, if for some reason uh, you know the temperature is not maintained at a particular level then obviously it affects the freshness of those vegetables so by the time it reaches the destination it is perhaps unusable right so so that was one and then of course they had the other challenge where they they needed someone always uh, in the in the vessel uh, to to maintain that reefer you know uh, because in case the reefer goes bad you know mm-hmm. so so these are the typical challenges that they were facing and there were also issues where they were getting false claim from customers uh, the shipment might be going in a good condition but the customer might say that hey I, i didn't receive it in the proper condition so they didn't have the power of data to actually you know prove otherwise and here what they did is they, they we worked with them to build a dual mode device mm-hmm. uh, we worked with a partner where we built a device which will connect to both cellular as well as satellite so that device connects to the uh, uh, reefer mm-hmm. uh, and it draws power from the reefer so fortunately battery designing was not an issue mm-hmm. because of drawing power from the reefer so while it's on the shore it connects to the cellular network and once it's on the ocean it connects to the satellite network very seamlessly okay mm-hmm. so it was constantly monitoring the telemetry the health of the reefer in real time more importantly it was monitoring the temperature and humidity of all the perishable goods inside so in yeah. case there were any Uh, you know temperature excursions those were reported and they could actually take corrective action right but i think for me the biggest differentiator uh, was now they are giving the power to the customer to track their shipments it went a long way in trying to improve customer experience because now they are able to you know through a portal or through an app a customer can actually know where his shipment is in real time sure. and and all of us have bought stuff from e-commerce sites right you would obviously once you purchase something you would want to know where your shipment is when it's going to come and all that right mm-hmm. so i think uh, the ability to improve customer experience by giving them the ability to track the shipment online i think was one of the one of the big factors others uh, and today they have more than 400000 such reef, uh, reefers wow. deployed across across the world going from one continent to the other continent uh, yeah that's a, that's a great uh, use case on i think uh, and uh, this is exactly the kind of uh, stories that we want to kind of bring out through this uh, Uh, through this series because these are some of the things that the indian ecosystem can also adopt at both the usps example and the most example is something that the indian ecosystem even from a domestic supply chain perspective can definitely adopt and benefit from 
Uh, yep, yep. Uh, that's that's. Uh, you know, thanks for that, uh, Sunil. Uh, maybe uh, the next question is more about. I think you already mentioned that uh, you know a lot of the uh, companies are digitizing their supply chains uh, over the last one year since the uh, you know pandemic hit. Uh, are, you know, are there some key trends that are visible uh, now with respect to the supply chain IoT space, uh, Sunil? That uh, you know uh, that we can look at both in terms of use cases and maybe also if you can cover the technology aspects of it also um, you know that'd be great right so uh, digitizing of supply chain so we because data is getting democratized uh, mm. uh, others uh, and the fact that uh, you know um, uh, cloud is ubiquitous today yep. Yep. and and the cost of storing data on the cloud um, mm -hmm. you know is also much lower today right uh, we're probably going to see an emergence of uh, maybe organization wanting to build a digital twin mm -hmm. of a supply chain, uh, yep. of, of a complete supply chain system. And the reason being others, uh, one is that uh, the cost of devices would uh, come down, uh, hopefully, yep. uh, especially mm -hmm. with the government announcing the PLI scheme, and you're going to have IoT devices made in India, hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I think most of the components like microcontrollers, chipsets are all coming from outside. Yep. But eventually, when we get to a stage where your devices are made here, including some of these components, mm -hmm. that will drive the cost of devices much lower. And others, uh, you, you've been in this business uh, for a long time, you know that mm -hmm. the hardware component constitutes almost like 40-50% of the overall cost of the solution, right? Yes, so if you are able to reduce the cost of the hardware, that will drive more adoption. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the connectivity options. Now that you have a lot more connectivity options today, whether it's 3G, 4G, and hopefully in 5G, uh, maybe a year or two from now, uh, the options being more for connectivity and the speed of connections obviously going to get better. Mm. You're able to push the data to the cloud faster, right? Mm. And in real time. And now with the, I'm hoping that at some point in time, the cost of deploying AI also would become much lower. So once you have, you know, lower cost of devices, connectivity options being more, and the ability to move all the data to the cloud and kind of build a simulation of a complete supply chain system, um, that will be a great starting point because now you'll have a visibility of your whole supply chain uh, because supply chain visibility was a challenge. Now you're, and the visibility has to be to the tier two and tier three suppliers as well. Others, I don't think it's enough to be uh, just tracking your tier one suppliers. So yeah, yeah and then also the this whole misused word supply chain resiliency so mm. uh, you know you got to eventually build that uh, resilience because uh, you need to find alternate sources from where you can buy your raw material from maybe having uh, your um, ecosystem from where you're sourcing these much closer to where your manufacturing destination is right and especially with companies now adopting china plus one strategy mm. so i think it's going to be a mix of everything uh, adarsh you got to use a lot more technology a digital twin of a supply chain definitely will be going a long way in doing that you're mm -hmm. going to optimize your inventory because inventory carrying costs are also very high mm -hmm. um, the ability to use fleet uh, management uh, we'll see a lot more of that going forward there's one report which suggested that there'll be 74 million fleet vehicles that will be perhaps uh, connected through iot in the next few years um, and then of course your ability to work on diverse sources of uh, uh, you know uh, people who can supply the raw material i think it's a combination of all this coming together others that i see going forward Great, great. No, I think this this seems uh, uh, very, very exciting, Sunil. I think uh, uh, definitely in the next three to four years, we can expect a lot more organizations signing up to the digital supply chain uh, bandwagon with the kind of uh, options which are available to them in terms of IoT. So again, thanks, thanks so much, um, you know, for your inputs, uh, uh, Sunil. Um, we typically uh, end the show, uh, you know, with the power of three tags, right? Uh, I mean, from the name tag talks, I guess. It's as a message to our listeners and your fellow supply chain and logistics counterparts 
what would be the three uh, you know social media tags that you would like to associate with this episode First thing is supply chain 4.0. I hope it's not too boring, <laughs> but supply yeah, chain 4.0. Uh -huh. <laughs> then uh, IoT for supply chain transformation. Okay. Uh, that would be the second one. Okay. And, and third one, I would say, you know, uh, um, supply chain resiliency leveraging digital. That's Great. what I would like, that I would like to. Uh, the third one, Adarsh. Yeah. I think uh, bang on. I think all three of them are exactly... You know where we want the world to head and specifically we want more and more uh, supply chain digitization stories to come out of india um sunil uh, thanks so much uh, for uh, you know, taking the time and joining us for this uh, for the first episode of tag talks uh, you know really look forward to having you on the show again thanks so much for sharing your views thank you so much others thanks for this opportunity thank you very much